Hey man, welcome to the Afghese Podcast where athletes and geese collide. I'm your host, Bakari. Um, you know, here with another fight preview, the August 14th edition. First off, let me start with congratulations to all the Olympians that, you know, participated in the events these last couple of weekends. And I think we had three silver medalists, but a special shout out to Keyshawn Davis, a fellow 757 alum. Man, you made it out. Uh, you already had three pro fights. You know, you're making the way to provide for your family and, you know, behalf on the whole city, the whole seven cities, man. We're proud of you. Um, no, you don't know me, but trust me, these kids in these streets know you. So once again, congratulations. But that being said, let's get into the episode. Um, right now, we got a fight preview for August 14th. Uh, only two fights I really want to highlight. I should say wanted to highlight. The first being Virgil Ortiz versus Ugandas Kavalaskis. I probably butchered that man's name, but even though I may not know how to pronounce his name, I know his game. He's a very game fighter, but we'll get into that fight preview in a second. The second fight preview I wanted to give you guys was Errol Spence Jr. versus Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. But, I mean, Spence just has the worst luck. After his uh, after he captured two belts by beating Sean Porter, like the very next night, he had a car crash, flew out the windshield. Luckily, he survived with very minor injuries, just had to get some teeth replaced and bumps and bruises and stuff like that. And then, you know, the week before the fight with Pacquiao, his highest payday to date, you know, pay-per-view clout, all that good stuff. You know, the doctors discovered uh, like a torn retina or like a scratch on his retina, which essentially would just would render him unable to fight effectively and safely. You know, he could go blind, he could lose the eye, all type of stuff that could end his career. So he made a smart decision. And he decided to pull out, and he's getting replaced with, I'm just going to say his last name, Ugas, which I believe is a fighter from Cuba, and is actually the current WEA champion. So the funny thing about that fight was Manny Pacquiao won the WBA belt by beating Keith Thurman, and that was the attraction in Errol Spence. Well, the justification Errol Spence trying to fight Manny Pacquiao, even though Manny Pacquiao is 42 years old, is to you know, unify the division at 147. So it would be Pacquiao, Dan Crawford, ideally but the wba being a janky organization decided to elevate and then refuse to give manny pacquiao essentially what is the primary wa belt and instead bestowed that against two ugas but errol spence still elected to fight manny pacquiao but with um errol spence being hurt and ugas being on the undercard to defend his belt and his opponent getting hurt they just slid ugas up or Shashir Rose Ugas up, and now he's Manny Pacquiao's opponent. So that should be an interesting fight, but we'll get into that fight preview in a couple of minutes. Uh, apologies, I haven't really been with you guys as much as I like. Started a new job, um, so it's a different city, two-hour commute. So a lot, of time, a lot of my time is family time, but I'm still here to give you what I can when it comes to boxing. So let's get right into it. Starting with Ortiz versus Kavalaskis. Um, Let's look at Ortiz's last fight, man. He's If you know anything about this kid, He's a young, probably younger than 24, fast, explosive, um, explosive, more explosive than fast, a lot of power. I mean, all his punches pack power, especially his jab. That would be a main weapon you expect him to use. Uh, his last fight was against Maurice Hooker, who was a 140-pounder in all honesty, but he moved up to 147, uh, probably just because he didn't want to stay in 140 because he lost his belts to Jose Ramirez and, you know, you would have to see him again. He probably wouldn't want to see him again. So he moved to 147, where, honestly, that division is probably, to me, about five or six deep. 
So it's easy. It's easier to get good fights there. It's easier to make some money there until you run into a kid like Ortiz. So that fight went, I wouldn't even say back and forth. Ortiz dropped Hooker like two, three times. Uh, one with, you know, just a flurry, another one with a body shot. And then, I mean, I told you Ortiz was explosive. He broke Hooker's wrist with a punch, with a jab, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been a cross, but regardless, he broke that man's bone. And, you know, they wear gloves and everything. And, you know, Hooker couldn't continue. So, he, you know, he didn't quit in the corner. He quit mid-round. But, yeah, man, the dude is powerful. He's fast. I'm sorry, he's explosive. And um, he has a lot of – he comes forward all the time. There's not a lot of dancing around to get ring. He has good ring generalship. Uh, even when he's in the pocket, he knows how to maneuver well to get get angles on you, get his attacks off. So, I mean, I think he's probably – if I was to rank welterweights in this division, he'd probably be around that five, six range. He'd probably be closer to four because Ugas, I think, would probably lose to Ortiz if they fought now. <clears throat> but it's just circumstance, right? And I don't think – I don't count Pacquiao on the rankings because Pacquiao – Pacquiao is essentially retired to me. He's a senator. He's that's a full time job. He just comes back to boxing whenever he needs money to run another campaign. But that's neither here nor there. Back to Ortiz. Um, so yeah, I think this fight versus Cavalasquez, I think will be good for Ortiz just to do what he does. It's essentially a step up fight for him because Cavalasquez's most notable opponent was Terence Crawford, and that was two fights ago, and he had an unofficial knockdown of Terence Crawford. And Ortiz called out Crawford right after beating Hooker because Crawford was in the stands to, uh, you know, support his stablemate who he trains with being Hooker. So um, Crawford told him then that he wasn't ready. Ortiz wants a belt. All the belts are occupied, so you got to find what you consider the weakest, the weakest link. Manny Pacquiao's a legend. Errol Spence is really a 154-pounder in terms of power. He's very skilled, former Olympian. So that's maybe not something you want to do. He holds two of those belts, so there's really only one belt free. Um, and that's Terrence Crawford, and that's not even really free because Terrence Crawford is a top three pound for pound fighter. So where do you where do you go? But Terrence Crawford is aging. He's shown slippage. Like I said, his last not his last fight, but the fight before last, he got knocked down. They didn't score the knockdown, but everybody saw it. He got hit. He fell. That's a knockdown. His other fight against Kel Brook, another older fighter, who's I I consider compromise, even though he stopped Kel Brook within four rounds. Kell Brook had a lot of success with his jab, which I wouldn't consider a super powerful jab, but it made Terrence Crawford think. He, he had problems with timing. Kavalowskis was able to time him a lot. So, <clears throat> you know, Ortiz fighting Kavalowskis would be kind of a barometer. Uh, see how much uh, he can catch up to Terrence Crawford in terms of skill. See if he can get rid of Kavalowskis before the eighth round like Terrence Crawford did. And then, um, you know, Kavalaskis is in no slouch. He's an Olympian. I believe he's an Olympian gold medalist, which, if you know anything about boxing, it's hard to do. You have to be very technically skilled. Kavalaskis has stopping power in his right hand. He can stop you if you if you get caught slipping. Ortiz hasn't really been tested to this point. I watched his career. I mean, they progressed him nicely. He hasn't been fighting like pushovers that much, but he hasn't really been tested in a championship level fight. Kavalaskis has fought for a belt. So how does how does that look is what I'm interested to see. I fully expect Ortiz to win. I don't know if it's by knockout or decision, and that would tell me a lot about his future trajectory. Because if he wins by knockout, then his very next fight needs to be for a belt. As a matter of fact, he is the number one contender for the WBO belt. So even though the WBO ordered Sean Porter to challenge Terrence Crawford for that belt, 
Ortiz providing that Crawford wins or Porter wins should be the very next in line for that mandatory defense. So that's something to keep an eye on. But if he doesn't get a knockout, he'll probably still get the call for the, you know, the challenge. But my question would be, is he ready? Because if he can't get rid of Kavalovskis and the 33-year-old did it, and you being a below 25-year-old can't, and you're powerful and you're strong, you're supposed to be all this, you're probably a 154-pounder in a couple of years, then that really just raises concerns about your potential and your skill level. Are you ready? But I honestly have no problems with his skill level. I think he's ready. I think uh, <clears throat> it just depends on the matchup. Fights make uh, fights are based on matchup. Matchups make fights. Uh, so his keys to victory, stay pressure, stay composed, and when that shot is there, you take it. Don't try and play it safe because you can stop this dude. So if you have the shot, take it. Because once again, Kovalovskis is an Olympian. So if it comes to a skill level, he may outmatch you. Um, So just keep that in mind. As far as Kovalovskis, uh, I gave you a little bit of background on him. That's really all I have on him because before the Crawford fight, he wasn't important. I mean, a lot of times in the U.S., those foreign fighters, unless they're really dominant, unless they have a belt, unless they're always – producing these highlight reel knockouts. They don't get the publication they deserve. Um, but I was impressed when he fought Crawford. I remember I, my son was actually – my wife was in labor, and I was watching that fight. And, I mean, he would – outside of – besides dropping Bud, he also, you know, he timed a lot of Bud's punches. He disrupted his rhythm. He got in some nice shots of his own. He was he pressured Bud in the corners, uncomfortable positions. He understood the ring generalship. He just doesn't have elite athletic tools. But he has a boxing IQ. So if he utilizes that boxing IQ, then he can stay in this fight. If he gets on his bike, moves when he needs to, if he takes Ortiz into the later rounds, because Ortiz hasn't been in the round 12 that often, if if at all. I need to look that up. But I, I believe if he has, I don't think he ever been around 12. So don't even worry about it. He's seven, he got 17 knockouts. He's never been around 12. Look at me. So if he can take Ortiz into the deeper rounds, the 9, the nine to 12 range, then maybe some fatigue, like I said. This is the young fighter he's facing. Excitement, the moment catches up to him. Is Ortiz ready for that moment? So keys to victory for Kavalovskis. Um, composure. Timing. Experience. Utilizing that experience. Use the ring. Don't stand in front of Ortiz because Ortiz will tee off on you. He'll hurt you. You're a little older in age. That can catch up to you. Don't let him catch you. Probably work the body. I would say work the body because you're not going to catch Ortiz. Ortiz had decent head movement for being so young. So work the body work the body early. Make deposits in that bank so when he starts to fatigue around round nine, you can start trying to, you know, get a stoppage. Because honestly, the way that this boxing game works is Ortiz is the person that's supposed to win. You're there to get knocked off. But if you can stop him and take it out of the judge's hands, then, I mean, everything's fair game, right? So that's the keys to victory for that. Uh, my prediction, man, I'll give you Ortiz and Ortiz and six. I think he's, I think he's game. I think he's ready. I think it's his time. I think he deserves to fight for a belt now, just off his talent level alone. But the question is, is he ready? What I think doesn't matter. It's really you got to prove it to this team. You got to prove it to Golden Boy. You got to prove it to his trainer. So Saturday, fourteen o'clock in the zone. If you don't have a subscription, it's $20. It's not an ad, but they want to pay your boy. I'm here. I'll tag him after this show's posted. Um, but, yeah, man, $20, you can cut it off right then. That's really the best thing about the zone. You can subscribe, and then you can pause your subscription, 
and a lot of pay-per-view level fights. Canelo fights in the zone a lot. Um, Devin Haney was fighting under the zone. He may fight on him again, depending on who he fights. But yeah, check that out Saturday, August 14th. All right. So our next, uh, I really, my heart's not even really in this, man. I, I really wanted Spence versus Pacquiao because Spence was supposed to beat Pacquiao and then have, he was either going to move it to 154 or he's going to be like, all right, bud, what's up? But, you know, he's crying over spilled milk. Let's go. Let's go into the fight preview for Manny Pacquiao. So Manny Pacquiao's last fight, and I'm only going to preview Pacquiao's side. I'll give some keys to victory for Ugas, but I've never watched him. I did not have time to watch him because the news about Errol Spence just broke yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, I'm in school. I got homework and shit. I did not have time to preview Ugas. I, I looked up some notes, but I don't like giving other people's notes. So I'll probably live tweet some shit out before the fight. Um, Harrison to post my Twitter handle in the episode. So if you want to if you want to see like a round by round breakdown of how I think the fight's going, you can do that. But for right now, I'm gonna give you Pacquiao's last fight breakdown. I'm gonna give you keys to victory. I'm gonna give you a prediction. Might go on a little rant because there's some shit on Twitter I had to get off my chest because this is my safe place. So last fight, uh, the year is 2019. Floyd Mayweather is actively retired. Manny Pacquiao is the last of the legends. To lace up the boxing gloves and get in the ring as an active fighter. His fight, his last fight was against Adrian Broner. The fight he's facing now was against Keith Thurman in 2019. Uh, Keith Thurman was a 28-year-old WBA champion. And Manny Pacquiao within two rounds put him flat on his ass. 42 years old. Legend, right? Um, Within the, within the later rounds, he started to die away. But that knockdown and with enough rounds won. Pacquiao eked that win out. I'm going to be honest with you, man. And this was Spence. Pacquiao will probably be in his back in seven rounds. That, that's my prediction. No matter how much heart you have, no matter how good of a boxer you are, eventually you will meet your match in talent and fought, and fought a time loses to no one, right? But this isn't this isn't Errol Spence. This is the person that was emailed his Belgian Ugas, Udonis Ugas. So that being said, I don't think Pacquiao knocks this guy out. I think he uses his experience. I think he uses his his superior speed. I think he uses, you know, I think he uses his um, I don't want to say the word clout, but his status to get a, get away with some stuff that he wouldn't be able to get away with a fighter like Spence as far as holding when he's tired, or you know maybe a little bit of rabbit punches. It's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very technical fight. Manny's forty four now. He's not knocking out no young man, nobody under the age. of Nobody under the age of 30 or 32. It's just not happening. Would it be exciting? Probably not. You'll probably see Manny do a lot of the shit that people like hated Floyd for, which is really just technical boxing, hitting, not getting hit, which Manny has improved that, you know, as the time's going on. Manny, Manny's only got, he's kind of like LeBron. He's only gotten better. But the question is, how long can he sustain? So for the first six rounds, you may see a very dominant Manny Pacquiao combination punches and flurries not getting hit, ring generalship. But then in the back six, that would be my question. He's been training hard, and that's good. He says the time off has helped him. That's good. It sounds good. But what are we going to see in the ring? And that's really my concern because he's 44 years old. The man is almost 50. There's people his age doing exhibition fights, cough, cough, Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Oscar De La Hoya is about to do an exhibition fight. He calls it a real fight, but I know what it is. It's a money grab. 
So can Manny Pacquiao perform on a stage like this against a champion? Because there's a reason that Gondas Ugas got the belt. It's because he was number one in the WBA rankings as far as in terms of fighters who didn't have the belt. So it's not like he's fighting a scrub. This isn't a replacement level scrub. This is a legit fighter, a gang fighter, 15 and three in his last 18 fights. He's not a loser. He's strong. The dude looks, he looks agile. He looks, has a stiff jab. He could give Pacquiao some problems. The Pacquiao can't time him out right. And I mean, this dude, this is a dude that Spence was supposed to be fighting. And I mean, the odds weren't going to be that great for him against Spence, but against an older, an older guy, mm-hmm. might be able to catch him. So, and that, and that honestly is the only way Pacquiao loses if he gets caught. So, uh, I, I made this short and sweet, man. Like I said, my heart's not in this portion. It'll be Pacquiao by decision, 12-round decision. Um, I'll even throw some – even throw, give you a little split decision action for the hell of it. Why not? Just add some controversy, non-bullshit. It's going to be unanimous decision in 12 rounds, and Pacquiao will probably bow out because he was really only in this for the money. He got the money. At this point, he'll win a belt. He'll probably vacate the belt because you don't want to pay them sanctioning fees and shit. But and then and then comes the question of the legacy. So I was on Twitter earlier this week. I'm at work doing like in processing and shit. So I'm not really doing any real work. Just a little bit of training and shit. Checking my phone. And you know, there's this uh I'm not even gonna put the dude's Twitter handle out there, but it's a question posed. If Manny Pacquiao beats Errol Spence, now remind Errol Spence not fighting no more, but if Manny Pacquiao beats Errol Spence, does his legacy surpass Floyd Mayweather's? Pregnant pause. So when you when you ask that question, you're admitting, you know, that you're not even you're not at Floyd Mayweather's level yet, right? Like you you haven't surpassed him yet. You have to do more. Floyd has not fought since twenty like an actual fight since 2016, 2017. So it's been almost four years. And even, even his last fight was McGregor, which you might as well call it an exhibition. So his last fight against professional boxer was, if I'm not mistaken, Manny Pacquiao. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty fucking sure it's Manny Pacquiao. So that's 2014, 2014 range, 2014, 2015, some shit like that. So you, so you tell me, is someone that hasn't fought a real fight in over five, six years, has never lost, and you lost to that person, can you surpass that? Can you surpass that person in legacy? I said no, plain and simple. And then I got all this shit about Mike Tyson and Buster Ducks and Buster Douglas or some bullshit. Niggas I don't even know anymore. And you know, I essentially got ridiculed, got got told I was in an American school education system and shit. And that's why I don't know anything about boxing, but I know about wins and losses. I know about, I know about pure skill. I know what the eye test tells me that when I saw Manny Pacquiao try and fight Floyd Mayweather, people told me that Floyd, you know, Manny was compromised. Floyd was running, but Floyd, 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 you, you knew what Floyd was going to do. And the point of the point of boxing is the game plan against your opponent. You couldn't stop him. So how can you surpass him in legacy? When he when he's beat everybody that he's supposed to beat, he he's he's moved up and down just as many divisions as Manny Pacquiao almost. Floyd started off as was it a lightweight or a featherweight, but he went from he's went from one at least one thirty five 
the fucking 168. He fought Canelo. Everybody's pound for pound right now and make Canelo look average. He made Canelo change his whole game. Who has Pacquiao done that for? I've seen pictures of Pacquiao on his fucking back. Don't talk to me about legacy. You can never say that about Floyd. Floyd hasn't, Floyd, I don't even know what the canvas feel like. Don't talk to me about legacy. You can't sit here and tell me, what y'all tell me about LeBron? Count the range, count the many times Pacquiao's been on his ass and tell me about legacy. You can't. He's the best of our generation. It's in this, it's in this, maybe not the best of all time, but of our generation, Floyd is it. That's it. It's no competition. None of the welterweights that's of today, Manny Pacquiao included, touch Floyd. They couldn't. They couldn't. Just like Pacquiao came in right now at 42 last last couple of years, and he took a belt from somebody. If Floyd really wanted to, if Floyd really wanted to get in the training camp and do that today, he could. Bud Crawford, Errol Spence, don't matter. You can't touch him. You can't win. TBE. Never question. You should know better. It's, it's, I, I hate having these discussions with people that claim I don't know boxing, but you don't. You just can't accept the truth. You can you can hate him. I don't really like Floyd that much. But goddamn, the motherfucker's so good. <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to give you guys that, but um, I just I just had to get it off my chest. Like I said, this is my safe place. So if you guys got some time this weekend, man, you know the Ortiz versus Kabalaskas fight that's gonna cost you twenty dollars if you don't already have the zone. Uh, this the Ugas versus Pacquiao fight. Should run you about seventy five dollars. They're not. They're not going to bring the price down on the pay per view, unfortunately, because it's Pacquiao. Um, even the Spence isn't there, and it's still a championship fight, so they can get away with that shit. And hey, if you don't want to pay that shit, you know what I'm saying. UFC is probably free this weekend. You can, I mean, I I plan on watching both fights. I only plan on paying for one, so you do the math on that one. But uh, look, I'm here. I'm home. I'm about to go, you know, eat dinner with the fam. I'll be back next week with a better episode, hopefully, because it should be a better matchup. And people won't be pissing me off about this Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao shit. I'll probably get Harrison on the episode so we can have a more cohesive one. You know, he's the producer. He's the showrunner. He's the network lead. You know, even though I'm not getting paid shit, you know, that's my boss. So I'll probably get him on here so he can hold me accountable. But until next time, I love you guys. Be safe. Be happy and always, always respect women. And we out.